0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are The Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again for the stuff that we do, the jibber-jabber, the talky-talks of the trekky Trek, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. What's going on, gents? What's
1: happening? Howdy-ho.
0: Yeah. howdy-ho. <laughs> I
1: don't know if I want to touch that with a
0: 39-and-a-half-foot pole or not, dude.
1: I mean, Heidi, um, Heidi, ho! That's from fam, from Home Improvement. Fam, family, home improvement? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> family Home Improvement. That's right. Family Home Improvement.
0: That's right. That one show was on, you know, <laughs> Channel Thirty Three in the nineties.
1: That one show that with with Buzz Lightyear on it, the real Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear, the, the real, real Buzz Lightyear.
2: Ooh, shots fired!
1: <laughs> no, no shots. <laughs>
2: That uh, sounded like shots.
1: We, we yeah. all know the truth. We all know the truth.
0: Fact or fiction?
1: We all know the truth.
2: Did mm. either of you actually watch that? What, fact or um,
1: fiction? Oh, no, you know. No. No, we, light years? No. We, um, we brought the uh, Raquel's nephews over, and they were watching it, and I was kind of watching in the background, and I was not all that enthused about it. Oh, that's too bad did you
2: watch it no yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay no, no i very r- no. rarely watch anything new i can't even remember the last movie that we went to see mm. in the theater top gun maverick that might have been it yeah Okay. yeah well actually no it, it was the it was rogue one when they re-released it in imax that was the last one but yeah that last new movie was yeah top gun
1: Marvel. nice yeah because i think we went and saw men in black uh, around the uh, right around uh 4th of july it was on the big screen because it was like the okay. 25th anniversary that's a solid movie i like yeah oh yeah men in black. yeah definitely
0: so it was it was like really surreal when we were in new york we actually saw like that like over there in like battery park like the men in black place the
1: spaceships oh
0: no 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 not the spaceships like mib oh. like
1: external oh, okay oh. i got you yeah, like i got you
0: the, the spaceships that's over by um the world's fair area i can't mm-hmm. remember what it's actually called but like it's over and like that's like north ish north i think that's like is that in Queens? Is that Queens? I think it's That's in Queens. Right. Yeah,
1: that sounds right. Because they take the tunnel to get there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, boys, I, I grew mean, up as, as, a as the as the son of an as the son of a New Yorker, I should probably know the answer to those questions. You should. How dare you? <laughs> 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 so, okay. Sorry, my New York people. <laughs> I, Ooh, never lived there. I never. I'm not sorry.
2: Suck it, New York there. people. No, that's
1: that's (laughs) mine. No, I mean like I mean when I said my New York, I meant like my New York people, like the my mother who is a New Yorker, you know, or was at some point in her life. My aunts and uncles and cousins that are New Yorkers. Yeah, (laughs) just
2: digging it. You need another shovel. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
0: But yeah, we yeah we saw that uh, when we were there. So. I think the I think the last uh, new movie that we saw also was, um, I guess that had to have been in theaters was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, did either of you? I didn't see it in theaters, but you saw Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Oh, or did you just conveniently forget about that?
0: Actually, conveniently forget. Was that was that
1: after (laughs) Top Gun? Yeah, that was after Top Gun. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, because Ashley got us tickets to this. It was a double screening. You, the original Jurassic Park and then the new one.
1: Yeah. I, I'll
2: tell you what, man. Oh, that that new one is way too long, and after you've already watched Jurassic Park and a not so comfortable. I mean, the theater was fine, but it could have been more comfortable. Boy, were we ready to leave.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hmm. I heard your conversation on your show when you happened. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Are, you Are you having a good time? Are you having a good time? No. no.
2: No, but the original <laughs> still holds up. That was that was a lot of fun to see in a theater. But, boy, oh boy, that second one that was uh, that was a movie. Guys, I, like,
0: oh, I got this notification today. Um, like it's just like you know how you get like random stuff like just showing up like on like social media sometimes. I don't know why it popped up, but I'm not mad at it. There's this um, theater in. I want to say it's like the stockyards area of Fort Worth and which y'all have both been to. And it's, um, I think it's almost being classified as like historical, maybe they just did some like, um, um, refurbishment or something like something restoration. It's this 500 seat classic kind of movie theater kind of joint. So it has like the art deco, Kind of stuff, which is kind of neat. So, um, I, I think it's like both theater and like movie theater type stuff, and other private events. So, I kind of want to check it out and see, like, you know, what's like the only other theater I've kind of been in that's been like that was in um, Dallas. Gosh, when was that? I guess it would have had to have been for the fortieth. Uh, anniversary of the other star something movie series it's pretty cool pretty cool neat yeah art deco i'm a big fan of art deco i think it's kind of cool that is it is i kind of i kind of miss that like the art deco just look like whenever i go out to vegas and like you go to like the hoover dam like whoo there's art deco all over that all over the place. It's so cool, so cool. Um, and in fact, I saw. Um, I feel like we're starting out like your podcast, David. Um, uh, we have to talk about all the other series and everything. In order that's what I'm about that. to say. I saw this thing <laughs> recently where it was like comparing art styles, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the dwarves are Art Nouveau and the elves are Art Deco." No, the the dwarves are Art Deco and the elves are Art Nouveau. What are you talking about? yes
2: you uncultured swine anyway
0: yeah and eric is like thumbs up i i agree yes i
1: eric. have seen I art what we're talking about. i don't know what we're talking about <laughs> i <laughs> no, i enjoy we... art right i enjoy expressionist art right i don't necessarily care about i don't anything else Ooh. just give me some expressionist art
2: we were just making fun of my podcast and how we like to drone on about other shows, not the show that we're actually there to talk about forever. And now it's just a joke for us, and we enjoy doing it. So, welcome to the cod pass. <laughs> I'm getting that on a shirt. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with that. That was hilarious.
0: Um, there may or may not have been a, a piece of thrown together art that was sent to your show with the cod pass. By the way, <laughs> classic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everyone else doing good? Anything crazy happening for,
1: for anyone this week? I mean, Blink-182 is back, baby.
2: We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> show. That that
1: show is stocked full of just 2000s fun. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the price because it's not coming to San Antonio. It's going to be in D- DFW somewhere up there, Austin, and Houston. I was like, no San Antonio? That's, that's, how dare you? Then I looked at the (laughs) Austin show and like the upper level, like super far back, was like $230 a ticket. Like way level, too. I was like, damn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But just think of all those classic songs you could sing along to, Eric. I mean, I only know three of them.
1: I only know three of them. What are are three? Like, curious um all the small things right the small small thing right Uh uh-huh what's my age again right Uh uh-huh solid right what's my age again what's my they're naked running on the street in their iconic music video right (laughs) right (laughs) what about
0: about like first date or i miss you yeah going away to college
1: i mean come on man oh Oh, Come on. Okay. What, what's the third what one? Need? What's um, the third Damn it. One? Damn it. Oh, okay. Probably their best <laughs> song. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How many it does it take to get this show uh, bumped up a rating? Oh, don't worry. We're about to get that explicit rating. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Good. Wow. Okay. So they're going to Chi-Town in May. Detroit in May, Cleveland in May. Look at that Rocket Mortgage Field House. Yeah, we 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 might take a trip up for that. That'd
2: be kind of fun.
1: No, that but you're right. That Vegas show looks stacked.
0: Yeah. Oh, Dal- uh, July 5th in Dallas. It'll be at the American Airlines Center.
1: Nice. Is that where the is that where the 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 stars play? It is. Stars in the Mavs. Is that also where the Mavericks play? Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Does Mark Cuban own that or is it a publicly public arena? Uh that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) If only (laughs) That's okay. We don't need the answer. We
0: (laughs) don't need the answer. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't we don't (laughs) but we do.
1: The city of dallas owns it there you go okay all right he probably was a shrewd businessman and got them to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not taking this deal this is my final
2: <laughs> offer i don't know what they say in that show
1: <laughs> and just like that i'm out i'm out uh, yeah, shark I'm tank yeah, i'm out <laughs> <There> <laughs> shark tank's actually I, I enjoy watching shark tank
2: it is entertaining
0: i'm just saying guys look i'm just saying july we could we could make something happen all three of us we could all do like an away mission to super a Blink a Dallas. It's
1: super expensive mm.
2: you gotta look, live just, eric you gotta live to live just start what scene. you said you
1: said july 5th yeah look a <laughs> chance i might not even be in the country on july 5th
0: what Back the truck up breaking news what where are you going what are <laughs> well, you doing well, we, do we're, I know we're,
1: about this? we're taking a honeymoon somewhere like in in right around that that week we haven't planned it out yet but it'll be somewhere around there
0: well this is why we're talking about it now okay <laughs> yeah,
1: you're Let's right i look at this guy
2: marriage and stuff
0: <laughs> bro i've been there done that okay
1: And you ten out of ten recommend, right?
0: I mean, eleven out of (laughs) ten.
1: That's a trick question.
0: (laughs) And my my wife is listening
1: right now. (laughs) (laughs) You just looking now? You (laughs) got a text? I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is why we talk about it now, okay? So we can get like our our calendars in sync. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: July 5th. I mean, are we? I guess maybe. I don't
1: know. Sometime around there, late late June, early July.
0: Or I I guess we could go to Cleveland.
1: Yes. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. I was about to say. No no. one ever says. No one ever says. Let's go to Cleveland. Yeah, it's. Not I remember when Joe problem. Kim Noah, the basketball player, said that like he was like criticizing Cleveland, and it's like he wants to go to Cleveland and people were like, try trying to like rake him over the coals for it, and they're like, people were like, you know what? He's right though. He is kind <laughs> <of> right. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland. Well, yeah, Cleveland. Rocks. Closest I've All ever right, been to so. Cleveland is Cedar Point.
0: I think I've been to Cleveland. I think I've been to all the seas that I know of, like the major seas. I think I've been to Cleveland since he and Columbus.
2: Columbus. That yeah. is indeed a city. Hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: those the big C's in Ohio.
2: Big C's. Big C.
0: Mm. Triple C. Mm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Those those mm-hmm. Beans and taters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have we, have we gone off the rails yet? Are we going to talk about any more TV shows I, I, or 2000? We're pretty,
2: we're pretty far off. So how was your week, Chase?
0: Great. Great. It was good. I mean, like, it was fine. The, uh, this was the last week for uh, session one of the fall semester. And um, I'm grading some papers right now. It's awesome. Um, other than that, like uh my son had um an allergic reaction to some medicine he was taking, so um no. he is no longer allowed to take penicillin.
2: Oh boy. Wow, he's one of those, huh? Yep. Yep. He's
0: he woke up um Wednesday with um a rash, but it um he was like pretty well fine, like it didn't look that bad. And um but we had to still get like a doctor's note for him to go back to the daycare, which is dumb, but cool, whatever. Um, so they gave us one. They, we sent pictures in and they looked him over and stuff and like, yeah, he's fine. It's just a reaction. Like you have your well child visit, like his physical tomorrow. Just bring him in. We'll look at some more. Woke up on Thursday. Um, and yeah, it was much worse, much, much worse. Mm -hmm. There was like a little bit of like some purpley brown, stuff like inside some of like the bruises and stuff or not bruises the um rash it looked like a bruise inside the rash so yeah so yeah he's no longer allowed to take penicillin okay yeah it was Hmm. it's great it's great and uh doc gave him a steroid (sighs) but uh we tried giving it to him and well (laughs) But alt- they said the thing that's more important than the steroid is um, like him taking like children's Zyrtec, because like that's just going to help like with the stuff. Doctor talk, it's fine. But, doctor things. Yeah. Other than that, um, there's a new taco joint um, near the house. And I can't remember if I told you all about this at all. Probably didn't. Um, but, Y'all have been to the house and um, at the corner of like the main road, um, like where you would turn to come down, it's right there and um, we tried it, um, they had like a, their soft opening on uh, Monday and Tuesday, so we got free food, which was nice. So I ate it after uh, teaching on Tuesday and um, I woke up at midnight, not a happy camper. Um, Thinking I was going to be myself. And it was like that all day Wednesday. And I just was like constantly thinking, I got to puke. I just got to puke. I I must puke. Why am I not puking? I tried making myself gag and I could not make myself puke. And I was drinking way too much Sprite and 7 Up and eating crackers. (coughs) And I think yeah, once we once we got to Thursday, I finally was able to eat like some food again. It was a miracle, but it was it was gnarly, man. It was it was bad. So that's it. That's it for me. Thank you for asking, Lieutenant Commander. You're welcome. You're up for a promotion here pretty soon, I think. Sick. To uh it'll probably be like junior commander something. One of those special programs i see how it is that junior commander <laughs> <laughs> all right enough of that guys there's nothing else to talk about y'all ready to talk trek yep let's do it <laughs> all right everyone welcome 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 to this episode this is your red alert as we go into spoilerific territory we talk about star trek lower deck season three episode eight crisis point two paradoxes that's just weird that's just kind of weird to say like that's just a really long episode title gang
1: hmm.
0: crisis point two
1: paradoxes i mean a mathematically perfect redemption
0: i mean that, that's a mouthful too
1: I mean, for the world is hollow when I have touched the sky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, are we starting to compete with that other show? Like, with with episode (laughs) title cards and stuff?
1: The lamb's knife cares, or the butcher's (laughs) knife cares not for the lamb's cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keep them coming. Come on, let's go. Come on. Let that be your last
1: battlefield. (laughs) Nepenthe. (laughs) <laughs> how about how about uh e squared right how about how about
0: 111110 one, zero, one? Zero, one, one, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: whatever <laughs> that is 11100 one, one, zero, zero, binary zero, zero, code one, thing yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah we have a we have ourselves um, an interesting um, episode and i just want to put put it out there right now much better return to what we've been experiencing, I think, this season. Um, <sighs> we, I think we had like a little bit of a road bump, um, just a little hiccup when it came to mathematically perfect redemption. But I think this was, um, definitely better, um, like a return to form of what we've been kind of experiencing this season.
1: Yeah, yeah we have back to back sequels from season one episodes, right. And I think this one, uh, much better sequel.
0: Definitely a much better sequel for absolutely. So yeah, we'll get, we'll definitely get to, um, get to that. But so far, like I I was, I was pretty happy with what I saw, um, in this episode, but of course we'll get to that, um, at the end of the episode. So, um, this, this starts off with, um, just some, some space badly kind of stuff, right? and um we we see the cerritos um under attack and we see like another ship um some romulans no big deal you know some romulans showing up and uh thinking that the romulans are gonna like kind of blow the cerritos out of the sky and um out of no, nowhere we have um uh, captain <clears throat> bucephalus dagger of the uss wayfarer showing up to save on a, on the day
1: sovereign class ship right it looked like it was sovereign class, yeah. I think like it was Enterprise E ish, same class. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, and and like it, again, great cold open. I mean, it was like maybe thirty seconds to a minute long, and boom, opening credits. It was just great, and we get like we see that. Yeah, they, they s-
1: stole their little doohickey thing, MacGuffin device.
0: The Chronogami.
1: Yeah, they're dookie. Got me.
0: All right. So, yeah, we 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 start this off like and we're we're back, we're back and we're we're totally making fun of like the whole vindicta thing from season 1 and we find out um at some point, you know, Boimler is wanting to have his own sequel uh for the most part and more on that in just a little bit not too much um but yeah like the, we we were tr- we're trying to kind of like um um understand like the parts among other things of like what the characters are like we're kind of like teeing it up here on the holodeck and as we're getting like more of the plot and the story set up Boimler's pulled away for a second by Ransom and um, things are not um, that great um, after this this meeting with Ransom which I think he said like I got transferred to day shift I think is what he said right I he, he just said, said, like, said something
1: about something like shift that. shift yeah. yeah he didn't say he was getting transferred he just said something about shifts and duty rotations I can, yeah
0: Okay, but regardless, yeah, it was, like, okay. some kind of shift change that happens. And, um, like, his comp- his total, like, demeanor and affect has just had, like, a 180-degree just turn, like, on a dime. Now,
1: no, I get it, like, Mariner is the center of her own universe, and everything revolves around her, and she doesn't always pick up on other people. But, like, Tendi is, like so in tune with how other people are feeling. Like nobody notices that, Hey, Boim's over here in his own little movie is not doing very great. And a little hard to believe that. Like I get Mariner just doesn't cause she's so self-centered, but like, mm-hmm. Tendy doesn't pick up on that. He's like not feeling himself. He's like, clearly something's wrong with him. Well, I think part of
0: it dude is, and I get that. I do. Like, these are, like, all, like, they're all, like, so tight. They're, they're a tight-knit group, right? They're friends. You know, like, they do, like, all the things together. But if you, I mean, the thing that we're, we're going to, like, hear her saying um, in some form or fashion, you know, like, through the rest of the episode is, like, why aren't you taking this seriously? Like, her head and her heart are so focused on the story of, of what's happening in the holodeck that she's kind of just, like, got blinders on, right, to everything else that might be happening around her. If it doesn't have to do with the holodeck, I don't know. Just, just my two cents.
1: I mean, sure, you can take that as an explanation, but I just, I still think it's kind of odd that nobody notices this huge change in his his um, demeanor when he comes back.
2: It seemed to drag on a little bit too long. Maybe, like I'm, I was fine with it for a bit. and I was like, eh, nobody gonna notice, you know, after so long. He's doing weird journey spirit quest stuff, side quests. So I, I just think it dragged on a little bit, a little bit too much. But as yeah. far as Tendy's concerned, I think that she was like really into this program.
0: A lot. A lot. So with, um, so with this we get like the the classic like move like star trek movie kind of opening credits like who's who like who's playing who which i really enjoyed
2: i um, guarantee <laughs> I'm just gonna play Justin straight. Wilson. <laughs> did you guys ever watch the the frugal gourmet justin wilson was no uh, was he the he, same
0: guy that said onion
2: yeah yeah he was he was yeah. a cajun cook on like yeah. pbs on
0: pbs yeah
2: Right now, if you're if you go on Twitch, it's just a continuous 24 hour stream of his show. Just Justin Wilson. He's just out there, just cooking. For real, wow. It's good stuff.
0: On your own, I guarantee.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> um, Okay. So, by the way, the I think I know the answer to this, but there was like just part of this was that was kind of confusing. So after we we come back from like the opening credits and like the cold open and everything uh <sighs> we do see like i guess the the senior staff like shacks and ransom for like all them um but
1: like the ones like they weren't playing along right <clears throat> no this is this is this is hologram cerritos bridge crew yeah just okay, like it was Hologram, Surrealist, Bridge School, in the original Crisis Point.
0: So, at one point, like, I I knew that. I think it was just, like, the way that, like, maybe the episode, like, was maybe put together, shot, whatever. That it was just a little confusing at one point for me. Because, like, they weren't engaged in holodeck stuff, but it seemed like they were there. I don't know. Does that make sense? Maybe. No? Cool. We'll keep going.
1: Anyway, we go uh, find the scientist who's going to explain the chronogami. Chrono for time travel. And origami because yeah, you know. it <laughs> folds in on, 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 on itself. itself. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> we got, it. <laughs> we got it. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this, this scientist is like Boimler's girlfriend from season one, right? When he had like the little parasite on his back.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
0: think so. Um, yeah, like... I forget I her mean, name. If only we had the... I'm not going to... look Yeah, on
1: the yeah, screen. I can look it up, but I don't think it's important enough.
0: Ooh. Um, so, yeah, and then we, we have, like, the MacGuffin has a MacGuffin, right? Where it's, like, this chronogami watch to help detect, um... Chronometric particles and stuff like that. And things that are like out of sync or whatever, something. Um, and Boimler is just like all sorts of like jacked up man. And like Tendi and Rutherford and Shax and like hologram Cerritos crew, they all decide that like time is running out. Like we need to go. We need to follow these folks. Cause it's like the Romulans they stole the kronogami. so we need to follow them into the past so that because um of how they explain things so they just go in and follow them to whatever past they go to different points and boimler and um mariner just stay behind and follow some like random like holodeck characters and like get into some shenanigans with that so anyone else kind of grossed out by the um the the one dude and like the map and the everything, skin flaps a wrinkly
1: skin wrinkly skin guy, yeah, yeah he was a little scary. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I don't I don't know how I
1: felt about it. I don't like wrinkly skin guy.
0: No no not, not a fan not a fan Eric not a fan of that guy.
1: No. And I'll give you the
2: answer to this question, which will be an answer (laughs) (laughs) he's just building it as he goes i did kind of think that was funny because it's like it's it's way outside of the programming but the programming is like adaptive so it's trying to do you get your little what was it knickknack your sort of little yoda character there yep
0: so it was around this time that the like biggest laugh out loud moment I had happened right so um, you don't like they were talking about like you don't follow the villain we're going back with the Cerritos bridge crew trust me you're gonna love it it's got everything action adventure romance I'll skip ahead of the opening credits okay okay um, Freeman just explained the chronogami can be used to destroy any point in history what does it make it an alternate cinematic timeline that runs concurrent to our own but with like different people playing younger versions of us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, scientifically, that would be a bit of a reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard at that. Like, look, I get there are people out there that love the JJ verse. That was just, that was just too good. And Alex Kurtzman like was one of like I think the main writers on like in the Kurtzman verse, like with um, Star Trek 09 and everything. So
1: I, yeah, I was thinking, that was, that was a good joke. <laughs>
0: Was it? Make an alternate cinematic timeline that runs concurrent to our own, but, like, different people playing younger versions? <laughs> great. It <This> was great. <laughs> it was good.
1: It was good. It was good. And then, like, so, at some point like now, Boimler and, and Beckett decide to go off with Knickknack and Foley Skin Guy while everybody else is in the chase. It's just a that's dumb probably not chase. Be that it wasn't that yeah. This is the most exciting thing ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think those are going to be the same bikes in that in Star Trek Discovery next
1: season? I don't want to talk about that. Yes. Can we talk about that as little as possible until we get there? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
0: okay. Are you enjoying the show, everyone? If you want more, let us know. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm already enduring Sonika Martin-Green on another show I'm watching right Dad now.
0: Come dude. All right. All right.
1: And she's... So, her, like... Her, no, like... Uh, well, we can talk about uh, this later. When we get to Discovery, we can talk about that. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Do I have, Okay. So... Keep
0: going. Okay. So, Boimler and Mariner. They follow and they're seemingly going nowhere like Boimler is just ignoring every part of like the movie the story the whatever that he created so instead of following the plot that he created he's following some random side quest stuff which is seemingly going nowhere and the holodeck is just making stuff up for these characters and at one point we have Boimler Mariner like in an alleyway, like with like some, I think like street vendor looking folks maybe. Um, And he's just like, so despondent. Like he just doesn't really care about anything. And he's about to get like, what run over at one point in this alleyway. And Mariner's like, what the heck is going on with you, dude? And what was, it was knickknack. And what was the other one's name? Do we know? We remember?
2: Wrinkly skin guy? Yeah. Cool.
1: I think we'll just call him that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, old Uncle Wrinkles. Old Uncle Wrinkles.
0: Yeah. Um. So they they meander off um and after just a little bit of some stuff, they well, Boimler and I guess Mariner both get captured and thrown in like a prison, a brig, a something
1: yeah we, we do get well, mariner, uh, mariner mariner exits the holodeck before she gets captured
0: she does yeah, yeah. and that's yeah that's good she
1: because she is like you Boimler. you're not taking this i'm leaving i can't go on this dumb side quest yeah.
0: and she ends up talking to ransom and ransom gives the big reveal by the way his um his holodeck twin died his i his just told to him
1: his transport his transporter twin
0: was a transporter
1: Transporter yeah, clone, transporter, yeah.
0: Holiday right, his, his Thomas you Thomas Riker
1: transporter clone.
0: You know, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. Good <laughs>
1: grief! Nitpick, nitpick. No, it's not <laughs> the same.
0: <laughs> his transporter clone. Words are hard sometimes. Transporter clone died. Um, in
1: his sleep
0: in his sleep which really For rocked
1: no reason
0: at all. which really rocked Boim's world and I really liked the, the depth of that I really liked the gravity of that I thought that was really on point I thought it was handled very well uh, maybe in a way that it hasn't been handled in prior seasons of Lower Decks I just really I really digged it I was really digging it um, so of course Mariner's like well shoot I gotta go back and be with my buddy and kind of cheer him up and, you know, see this through the end with him. And uh, apparently moments after she left, he was captured. And now she's wondering where the heck he is. And she gets captured and about to be thrown on the brig. And there's Boimler right there waiting for her, basically. And he's having essentially this existential crisis of of sorts. Like with my life means nothing. Like this guy, like my, my transporter twin, had everything, right? Like he got promotion. He's he's on the Titan. He's doing all these things. He had his own quarters and just in his sleep he died.
1: And like we were the same and he died mm-hmm. for no reason. It didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I do just point out one little tiny little tiny detail. Mm-hmm. When Mariner is with Ransom and Ransom says that she's been doing like really well lately you Know we had talked a little bit about uh, shoot, what was our one episode with our archaeologist who was goading <coughs> them and
1: minding the mines, mine, right? Minding so, you know, we, we no, 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 no,
0: no, that was, um,
1: no, you're right, that was not that was, um, that, that was, was room for growth, wherever they were at, at the Starfleet these Dangerous Game. <laughs> oh oh the starfleet the booth yeah yeah the booth, that, was okay. that was reflections those reflections so okay.
2: and, and we kind of had this this archaeologist sort of goading her it's like well you know if you want to be cool and like come do something awesome you can just like get out of starfleet like me but it seems like here she's actually like applying herself more and like impressing even ransom so just thought that was something
1: kind of fun to point out mm-hmm and then Ransom showed his Cetacean Ops pool party pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> oh. So it's after, it's after a brief pep talk where, you know, it's, it, it ultimately ends in, like, um, it's a Starfleet movie and it, and it matters, basically that like kind of brings him out of it. And I'm not mad at it, um, especially after watching the um, uh, Picard Season 3 slash TNG reunion panel from New York Comic Con. I don't know if anyone saw that or not. So, um, it's... I think it's about a half an hour and you can watch it like on like YouTube and other places like that. But... They're talking about like how meaningful it was like to come back together like as a cast like regardless of how we might feel about like it being like a tng season eight kind of vibe or whatnot um but it was just like them recognizing like that their show matters like that you know that tng mattered a lot to people and like how how much it means to the fans and things of that nature and even hearing people talk about like how it like the show literally saved their life um so i know i might be like taking it like a step you know further but i think that's like a good kind of semi-meta kind of moment for the fan base you know like that starfleet and like the starfleet ideals matter to people um so and the fact that like those things pull people out of like their darkest points uh, i think is very important and the fact that we kind of got to have that moment with boimler um even if he does have like stuff to work out i thought that was again very well done in this in this particular instance
2: and it is it is seemingly showing that the show is growing up a little bit because while we had a weird bird episode um <clears throat> It's it's nice to come back with like you know subtle jabby humor that's not over the top, um, and in the episode, you, you, as you just if you were just to follow Boimler alone, you know we we all eventually deal with loss of some sort, and in this, at least for me, the interesting thing is is that you you've lost almost yourself because he's supposedly like a perfect replica of them you know a clone a replica a transporter mistake whatever technical term you want to make so you know I mean just thinking about think about that like if something that is so close to me is just taken for no reason then I yeah. think he even says it then what am I worth or something like that so that, that's a pretty heavy thing for a cartoon that made you know a joke about a sex totem
1: once yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: or nozzles. Yeah,
1: no, I mean that's that's for people. that's a good really good point, David. Like this show has done some growth growth gone through some growth. We have we have we're gonna have setbacks in everyone's therapy and everyone's growth. There are setbacks. <laughs> but we can still move that- forward and we can we can improve ourselves and, and be better.
0: You could almost say that the show has room for growth. Oh. <laughs> 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 right.
1: Golf club, golf club.
0: Thank <laughs> you, oh, thank you, thank you. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, Boimler and Mariner they they team up and they fight back against these people and they knock out wrinkly skin guy and they're looking for like kataya or something what I don't know what the heck they called it kataya whatever and they fold wrinkly skin guys skin and it makes a perfect <laughs> map right to it
2: <laughs> just real, real quick Mitt Mariner does say oh this is the part with the inspirational speech and he just starts going ham that was pretty funny oh we're going the Kirk route okay cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, Okay, and so we end up at this like I don't even know what to call it. It's like the it's like the the V'ger thing meets you know God at the cave center from of the Aladdin. Kay, Yeah, oh, it kind cave. of does look
1: like the cave from Aladdin. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the yeah, it's like the Shakari from from Star Trek Five with Viger yeah. from Star Trek One. <laughs>
2: Who dares disturb my temple?
1: (laughs) The meaning of life is that life has meaning. I was Uh, waiting for forty two to show up.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's just a bunch of inspirational
1: inspirational sayings. (laughs) It's gotta be in here somewhere.
0: Starts breaking stuff and crawling in, which I was just waiting for, like something like to like spit him out, you know. And it's Kitty Hawk. Like <laughs> That doesn't even make like, any sense. Hold on.
1: hold on. I have seen that that Kitty Hawk flyer in real life in a museum somewhere in Ohio, right?
0: It belongs in a museum.
1: Well, it's in look, like, I feel like I saw it in a museum in Ohio one time. Maybe uh, it was at, at the, the in Date in Dayton at the at the aerospace museum in Dayton there. But it's that actual, the actual real Wright Brothers flyer is in a museum somewhere on Earth right now. It's not shipped out into space. This doesn't make any sense. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and him just, like, getting, like, so over the top, like, flabbergasted and just annoyed and just next thing we know is him just waking up in the woods.
1: In the nexus.
0: In, yeah. Hello. In, 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 in.
1: God, quick, listen, I, you know, I love me some Nexus, right? Star Trek Generations. Yeah, you do. You know, I like Sulu, but like this just felt like one too many things, like at a certain point, like you're throwing too much, remember we made the joke all last season, how much Star Trek are we fitting into Star Trek? <laughs> right? I feel like yeah. this season has done a great job of not yeah. doing that. But now here we're just throwing more and more stuff. We're just more Star Trek into Star Trek, and it's too much.
2: Maybe you need to feed the horsey. Well,
0: okay, before we ever saw Sulu, okay, cats out of the bag. When we saw Kirk, I was like, "No freaking way!" Did we actually get? Shatner yeah, do they back keep?
1: To- they yeah. kept that a secret from us. There's no way yeah. they could keep that a secret.
0: like they're holy shnikes are we like I was like are we about to get Captain Kirk are we about to get Captain Kirk and then like
1: somebody would have somebody would have leaked that somebody would have leaked you know William Shatner coming back we we'd have known
0: (laughs) we got Captain Sulu who now owns
2: the Kirk property yeah he's like off traveling in time and space he just never knew
1: how to unwind You're about to be peed yeah. by a horse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know that they really did try and shove a lot in here. Even a lot of our like historical scenes with Tenny and Rutherford going to, you know, the, uh, oh, the great algae something. And uh, hey, here's the founding of the, the Federation. War. I you know they stuffed a lot, but like uh, personally, I just I thought that this whole Sulu interaction was hilarious to me. The the whole do you want to feed the horsey? You know, just this little stuff. It was just so dumb, but it was funny to me. I you I, I like the whole boy and the All work. the time,
1: I love swords. <laughs> 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 yep.
0: Oh. <sighs> and then he wakes up in sick bay like you kind
1: of died you got a hydrate you got a hydrate in there <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man well like i mean i don't know how much actually happened in the other timeline like or other plot but we can talk about it briefly i guess um we so we know that like, like diligence. yeah i guess we should it's fine, it's fine. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, we had, um, the Cerritos crew, we had Tendy and Rutherford go off. They did their bike chase scene, like Mad Max style and stuff. It was great. And Tendy's just getting so frustrated with Rutherford, like that he's not taking things seriously. And like, he's just like, he's having a ball, like he's enjoying it on his own.
1: Well, well do you and- think this is some of Rutherford's old personality finally coming out? Like, are we finally I- seeing some of like the fallout from from the reflections episode because that's that's what i got out of this like you know, more of his old original self is starting to assert
0: i had not thought about that at all dude but that's something
2: well think about it even in our deep space nine episode when our orion guy was tagging along he's like oh yeah no that sounds uh sounds perfect it's like he wasn't like you know scared or apprehensive it was just like he, he just sort of chuckling along with the joke now so that's a really good point maybe it is like kind of you know more than one could survive or at least pieces of the other survive there so mm. that's something that's just my was my initial
1: reaction yeah, when i saw i like that his it's behavior a,
0: something to pay attention to for rest of the season and maybe even future ones depending on how that storyline gets resolved if it does um Mm -hmm. so we we go and we um yeah like the algae crisis like we we go there and then um i'm getting it mixed up but like there was like the the founding of the federation there was the yeah yeah we
1: go there's the there was the algae crisis and then we had to go back in time further before they like an ancestor of the squid who solved the algae crisis. We get jumped by some punks. I <laughs> love the punks, Oi, Mike.
2: <laughs> we gotta take their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the best part: <laughs> time travel, Steal their clothes.
0: <laughs> um, and I, then, I'm like,
1: taking this serious.
0: <laughs> and through all of it, like she like Tendi is uh, uh, finally admit like that, um, like people wouldn't take her seriously more or less. And that she like wants to be a captain someday. And she's never admitted that to anyone, let alone out loud. And here she has finally done it and feels kind of good for, for the first time. I don't know. Eric, do you Mm -hmm. want to be captain?
1: No, no, it's too much responsibility. (laughs) You got to edit. Outside, 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 side seat drive. Okay. 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 Okay.
0: So I think that's kind of it.
1: I mean, they, they do, they do end up using time travel to go back to like the, the opening scene (laughs) <laughs> the wow. Romans attack and they steal the Chronogami because it's Chrono for time and mm-hmm. Gami because it, it folds on, all on itself, right? That's right. <laughs> and, and then they, they swap it out for a but bomb. They and... swap it out for a bomb, yeah. And that's the best oh. part about time is that you can do whatever you want. Oh. I wish I had more time. What do you mean? I'm in a time machine. I got all the time I need. 15 minutes ought to do it. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a classic, classic
0: Guys I think that's it for the episode Yeah
1: I mean it's a good thing they didn't leave it on some dark cliffhanger I mean I really hate those things those Cliffhangers suck
0: <laughs> I hate cliffhangers <laughs> I was like dang it No this is No And then it was like a major like No I, I was not a fan of this next part. So we uh, we we have like this external shot of space, and then we see what I believe was the Defiant or some kind of Defiant-class ship.
1: Yeah, and it says System Redacted. Like, System. Yep. Where are we? Redacted.
0: And uh, there's... There may or may not be uh, a dead man in there. and Oh, what do you know? It's William.
1: It's in, He's in a torpedo. They shot him out into space. Gave uh-huh. him his burial.
0: And uh, anyways, William Boimler is alive. Welcome, our William. Starfleet now considers you a dead man. Just how we like plan, it.
1: Our plan worked perfectly. Here's um. your shiny black Section 31 badge. <laughs> Just, that makes perfect sense.
0: Like, isn't Section 31 supposed to be, like, a big secret? I mean, why would we wear special combat badges that advertise who we are? You can stay dead.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You know <laughs> what?
0: I like the badge. I like the badge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm totally glad that somebody who's actually a part of Star Trek had the guts to, like, call out Discovery in this way. Like, because... Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man, if I... I've said it a bunch of times on... We didn't. We weren't doing episode recaps during season two of Discovery yet, but we did. We did like a whole season recap of it, and I've mentioned Discovery season two many times. Like, it makes no goddamn sense. Like, every every captain and star, every admiral and starfleet feeds information in, into control the Section Thirty One computer. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Section oh look there's a section thirty one ship we all know yeah we all know about it it's cool what I'm glad hi. someone had the guts to call them out on that because it makes hi I'm work. Ash Tyler
0: I'm your official section yeah. thirty one representative yeah
1: I'm your official <laughs> section thirty one representative on this ship what. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was waiting for this reaction, this response, like all day, by the way.
1: just because you've heard me say this before. I have.
2: I have. You can go back
1: into the historical archives and and find where we talked about discovery, and you can hear this same rant almost word for word.
0: Pedal to the metal, (sighs) Laredo.
1: anyway we basically we all figured out that it was section 31 anyway i don't think this was a big surprise right i mean at the end of last season we all pretty much assumed with the little flash tease that it was section 31 and then a couple, mm-hmm. couple weeks ago we're like, "Yeah, it's probably section 31 and you know what would be really cool i don't know if they're gonna do this because I, I i don't know if they can i don't know if he would want to but do you remember in the what you leave what we what we left behind documentary, how Ira Stephen Bayer and he got all the writers together and they kind of storyboarded like a like a premiere episode for a season eight of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I don't know if David if you saw that documentary or not.
2: Mm-mm. No, I haven't.
1: It was, it was yeah, it's a documentary about Deep Space Nine, and like I said, they storyboarded it out an episode one of season eight, but like twenty years after the fact. And they and they storyboarded out. Doctor Bashir was now it, the head of Section Thirty-One. It's kind of like their storyboard. So that that would be really cool if they could pull that off in this. I don't know exactly how it would work or if Alexander Siddig you could get him back. But I think that could, that could be cool. That could be interesting. What do you think? It's not going to happen, but it could be cool.
0: It'd be cool if they actually took like that storyboard from. What from the documentary, right, and turn that whole thing into maybe like a story of some kind, either in Lower Decks or just period.
1: Yeah, just period. Because why not? Like...
0: <laughs> backdoor pilot. <laughs> Have to be a backdoor pilot, for, yeah. or something. I
1: mean, I mean, I don't think you could ever do that because Avery Brooks. He would never come back. He's, he's done, which is a shame. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think, right, no. it. I think that's definitely. it. No, I think I think you can say never on that one.
2: Never say never.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's move into the evaluation point of the episode. Uh, start well, start off with the Delta, looking at the different divisions of Starfleet service and how well uh, they were represented in this episode, looking at um. Uh, command, uh, looking at operations, and looking at science. So, gang, how'd we do? How'd this episode do? David, what do you think, man?
2: Um, so, Command. I know that we kind of focused on this little tiny story of Tendi finally admitting she wanted to be a captain. Uh, but I don't necessarily know that the episode for me did a real great job of telling that story, like she was giving some amazing orders or whatever. Uh, I, I mean, there there was the, the bike chase scene and her solution was um, just, uh, I'm gonna crash my speeder into the front of it and it'll be really cool and it'll go boom. And then I'll fly over it, Matrix style. Uh, so... I'm not quite sure if that really does anything for me. I'm I'm glad we kind of got to that point with that character, just um, admitting that she does want to be in the command program because we had talked about that already, and that eventually she does want to be a captain, so that's cool. Uh, I will give give a little bit of props to Mariner, just mainly because she is continuing to stand by her friends here, whereas they didn't really spot... (laughs) that boimler was in some trouble there uh you know once she did have this information she did come forward and help him out i just i don't really know that there's a lot of room for it like a, a command delta though for at least for me so i'm not gonna do it um god operations you know there was a lot of uh i, I get. i get, like i guess you could kind of how much can I extend in a holodeck program, uh, which is sort somewhat on rails? Uh, hey, Rutherford did disable a bomb. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they did make a plan to put that bomb in the the holodeck-created Romulan ship. So they did plan something, I guess. <laughs> Operationally, do the old switcheroo. Uh so I don't know. I mean there's maybe something there from an operational standpoint. Uh science I think that that's a bit of a stretch. Now you did get some some scientific mumbo jumbo with the line that I don't remember exactly how the line went, but uh you know what is it something about enough fake words or something like that <coughs> Mariner put forward. Uh, so I, I'm not really comfortable necessarily giving it a science delta because the science was it's silly. It's in a story format. I mean, we're talking about folding space like origami. Uh, so I don't know, man.' I, I'm, I'm not necessarily all that all that comfortable with with the deltas in this episode. Just to be honest about it. Sure.
1: Sure. Okay, so David, let me get this straight. Command. no science no operations no why did it take you so many words to get to no no and no you were trying to just stretch that out for yeah i'm (laughs) I'm, I'm trying no 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 no. but 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 trying to reason it out who cares who cares that there's no deltas in this episode sometimes when you have the lower decks it doesn't matter deltas aren't important maybe that's the whole point
0: So, Eric, why did it take you so many words just now <laughs> to say no, no, no? Because
1: I had to call out David. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: fine. We'll stick with no's.
1: I mean, Chase, where? what are you saying? Um,
0: I think the, the one that might and it's, it's a stretch it is a stretch on this one I think the one that might stand the biggest snowball's chance of anything might be science might be science division um, just because we have um, I can't believe I'm saying this we have Mariner who is um, basically kind of helping um, Boimes with like his grief and kind of going through like stages of grief type stuff and like even a little bit of like some exposure therapy kind of stuff. So that that's, again, that's a big stretch. If I were to give something, it's it's maybe science. So but it leans more no all around than anything else so anyway let's go on to um, I guess the numerical rating so on a scale of 1 to ten, one being a dumpster fire 10 being absolutely amazing Eric how you rating this episode man
1: yeah you know sequel to crisis point 1 season 1 episode 9 which was actually probably the first episode where I felt like the show actually had some hope like hope of like being more than just a a dumb show that I was never going to enjoy. Right. Um, Because I think while there were certainly moments in the episodes that came before in season one, I think the beginning of season one is pretty much terrible. Um, (coughs) That's just my opinion. Um, You know, I enjoyed this episode. It's, it's part of the whole premise of lower decks. Like is anything we're doing really mattering? And I know I've been reading a lot of online reviewers from when I do the air quotes, the, professional reviewers who are like talking about how in if, in a show like this, you need the, you need your characters to like become important in like the ship operations. If you're ever truly going to care about them, because that's the only way that they can have character growth is by becoming important in the ship operations. And I like feel like I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I feel like what makes the show and what I feel like are some of the best episodes are, things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things because they deliver on the lower decks premise and and you know this is just one of those things it's like hey we're not doing anything important let's just take a day off into the holodeck and it's not it's not like we're in the holodeck and oh something goes wrong moriarty shows up and he's as smart as data and he takes over the whole ship right it's not something like that it's just hey, we're following the... It's more like Fairhaven in a sense, right? Things just kind of go awry. But it's better than Fairhaven, even though there's a certain charm to Fairhaven. Mm. Um, No, I enjoyed this episode. Is it like... Is it as good as, you know, room for growth or reflections? No, no, it's certainly not. But is it better than most of the stuff that came in season two. Yeah, I think it is. Um, Looking back at my ratings from this year, I feel comfortable giving this a solid eight.
0: All right. All right. Thank you, Eric. David, how about you, man?
2: So the episode was... It was fun. It was a fun episode. Um, huge downer last week. Huge downer last week. And it's nice to kind of come back with something that is um, that is back more in the structure of, of what we had been seeing through what six episodes. And um, and I I, I really really enjoy that because we, we said earlier, it's grown up a little bit. We're dealing with, um, you know, different, different themes. We have, you know, Boimler sort of grief here. That's a little bit deeper than just, you know, maybe all the other grief, because it has to do a little bit more with self, uh, than, than just loss. So it's a little bit of both, you know, mariner sticking by her friends tendy wanting to command you know rutherford being supportive of his friend after he realizes that this is really what she wants you know i I think that um i think it's nice to see some actual character growth too which is not something that lower decks has specifically done very well in prior seasons um but the references i thought were funny there was definitely a lot more laughable points in this one that weren't just silly stupid the you know there was a little bit of cleverness here that i know that they had tried to attempt in in past seasons didn't quite work out so overall really really happy with the episode i don't don't really want to go overboard overboard because I, i don't think that it's i don't think that it's like uh you know top tier but I I definitely think it's um, it's pretty darn good so I think that I'm going to run this just slightly higher than Eric because I can and give it an 8.1 ooh Ooh. price is right rules apply
0: (laughs) wow wow 8.1 from David goodness okay so no yeah there you go okay so um watching this episode um after last week's episode i couldn't help but just thinking like man this is what i'm talking about this is what i wanted like it just felt like a sigh of relief like breath of fresh air kind of thing like wafting wafting let's waft that away type of thing and um I I really enjoyed this episode. I did. I wasn't the biggest fan of Crisis Point uh, the first time around. I was like, oh man. So I was I was truly apprehensive about coming into this episode, especially after last week's episode. I was I was nervous. Um, I I really enjoyed seeing like what I believe was a sovereign class ship. Um, I was I I kind of enjoyed like the. Like, the holodeck, like, lower decks, hybrid, first contact uniforms, too, um, that we saw um, uh, them wearing, basically. Like, Captain Dagger and and company wearing. I I kind of enjoyed that. thought they were kind of nice. Um, Didn't necessarily mind, like, the chronogami. I thought that was kind of funny. One thing I was a little nervous about, um, I'm kind of wondering if it crossed uh, David's mind, too, but just like with, um, like one of the book series that we read, like if we were gonna like go that route with anything, um, like with like the multiple timeline type stuff, David? Yes? No? That no, crossed I'm your mind at all? I don't want to talk about. We're not that. talking about that. Okay, we won't talk about it. Um. So I I was just happy. Um, I was really happy with the episode, and um. I'm, I'm pretty well in the same boat with you folks, um, and I think um, the number that I'm kind of sitting at um, has pretty, pretty much all day, uh, leading up to this um, our discussion has been um, an eight and a quarter on this. oh that is the wrong box here we go so um our overall rating for it is an 8.1 There so we go there we go gang
1: man that last week's looking at these ratings last week's episode just <laughs> sticks out like a sore thumb it really does. <laughs> it's like what in the world just happened there yeah that's rough
0: Truly. Oh man. So yeah, Eric gave it an eight, David an 8.1 and myself with an eight and a quarter and um, an overall rating of an 8.1 for this particular episode. And I'm just, man, like I'm so bummed at like what last week's ratings did to our overall individual averages. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, I know, like, we have the overall tab, and I'm just, like, saying, like, for this season, like, this season's individual overall averages. So, and I know um, Eric will put this in wherever it needs to go. What, is it already at number four? Is that what it is overall? Yeah,
1: how do you spell par- paradoxus?
0: Paradox- paradoxus. US. Okay. <clears throat> Man, look at that.
1: There we go. Right, number four.
0: Number four, wow. Okay, well, cool. Good talk, everyone. Um, So with this being the week that it has been and even the day that it has been, like with um, doctors and stuff like that, there is no Twitter poll this week, gang. I know, Eric. I know, not a happy camper.
1: It's my only it's my only insight into the Twitter verse.
2: Chase, he got his voice back this week.
1: I know. He couldn't <coughs> back. It's back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, he's yeah. back.
1: Yeah, the tel- the I- teledoc. The first one said I had the man flu. The second one said, Well, if your man flu didn't get any better, here's some antibiotics to help.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Dad, oh man. I'm savage.
1: And it and it did.
0: It's good. It's good. It's good. Jeff, we have we have two episodes left of this season.
1: We'll do two weeks and we get we get Prodigy. Kate Walker back on our screens. That's
0: right. We get double Janeway. Double
1: Well maybe in the first episode do you think we'll get double Janeway?
0: Yeah, probably. Maybe not at the same time, but we'll get we'll get some double jingling.
1: Man, I'm looking forward to that in two weeks' time. Yeah, you are. I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, are. I know. I am. I definitely. I definitely am. <laughs> True. <laughs> <Yeah>. True story. <laughs> I wrote the book on it. Duh. <laughs> oh
0: man. You know, okay. One thing. One thing I forgot to mention during the talk. You know, whenever um, I think it was knickknack. Bust him out of like jail or something, like they blew it up. I was just waiting for like a rehash of like Scotty's line, right? From Final Frontier. Well, don't you know what a jailbreak when you see one? I was, I was <laughs> waiting for that. It didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Anyway, guys, can you believe not only that, but we're we're coming up on three years as a podcast. Wow. that's kind of wild that wow. that there's been Trek talking for that long I think it's time to quit <sighs> quit while we're ahead we're behind Her, we're something. not behind <laughs> <laughs> anyway well that's the show gang that's it no Twitter poll I'm sorry Eric but uh, we'll be back again next time for you know, more more talking track with uh, with you folks, and well, not with you folks, because David's going on an away mission. Yep. i'm going on an away mission to a place, far far away.
1: Place full of magic, far
2: far mm-hmm. away. Yeah, one mm-hmm. could even say a kingdom that mm. has magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean and it's known it's known to have it's known to have mice yeah a lot of Huge rodent, a
0: rodent issue <laughs>
1: well have fun all right
0: <laughs> all right all right guys well thank you as always i uh, appreciate you um for everyone else hope you enjoyed the show we'd love to hear what you um what you thought about it uh let us know uh send us a note trtvpod at gmail.com make sure you open up hailing frequently frequencies to do that um you can also send us a voice only transmission 817 752 4757 there's a three minute limit before we use the kronogami to make things different so hurry i guess um finally if you want to you know mail us something you know like kronogami or a map without skin folds that's fine p.o box 2455 Hazel, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.